Welcome to Don't Wait to Write with Amber Petty. Today, we're answering listener questions. I did a call out on my newsletter for some listener questions, and I got a few really good ones. So this week and next week, I'm going to be answering listener questions exclusively. If you have a question, please let me know. You can send it to amber at amberpetty.com. All right, Courtney asks, how in the hell do you write a good headline? Everyone says if you write a great headline when you're pitching a story, you could almost sell it on that alone. But then they don't tell you how to do it. Courtney, this is a great question. And I think I've been kind of guilty of that too. Just saying, yeah, make a good headline. Bye. So it's a very good question. Now, first, I want to take it back just a tiny bit and say that you don't have to have a perfect headline to get a pitch picked up. I've pitched things in the past that had incredibly simple headlines or just said pitch ideas, something like that in it, and still got the piece. So I would not spend tons of time overworking your headline before you pitch. Now, that doesn't mean spend a little time on it, but it is not a make or break factor. Also, often if a headline is that kind of standout great, it's the kind of story that would sell with a headline, you know? So if somebody had a story that I was attacked by sharks twice and that's how I fell in love with my husband, you know, you're kind of like, yeah, I get what that story is and um, I'm probably going to buy that on the headline alone. But there are lots of other stories out there that are never going to have that kind of catchy headlines. You know, six best canned wines for summer doesn't necessarily fly off the page, but it still got picked up. So you don't need to put tons of stress on it. But here are some tips to make your headlines a little bit better. Headlines, first and foremost, need to be clear. We need to know what the story is and what's interesting about it. So you'll get people sometimes doing a more clever headline with like a little pun or a wordplay or something like that. And though that's interesting in a much more clever title, that's less likely to get clicked on because they have to read the whole article to sort of get the joke or the wordplay of the title. And the title alone doesn't often say what it is. So clear over clever wins every single time. So that means if you have to just say exactly what your article is, the six best canned wines for summer, there's not a lot of ways to zhuzh that up. You could could say the best six canned wines, uh, you know, from female-owned businesses. You could, if it's a more specific idea, or the best canned wines that won't make you feel like crap the next day, possibly. But for the most part, all that's important is it is a list, it is a list of the best, and it is a list of the best of a specific product. Similarly, if you have a kind of how-to style article, or if you're saying, 10 best exercises for blank, or um, five reasons to eat more kale, or how to incorporate more fiber into your diet. With those, try to make them more specific. Less for the headline, and more because making it more specific is going to make your story angle more specific, and that is going to likely be more interesting to an editor. So 10 great exercises for fitness is too broad and for too broad of an audience. But 
10 great exercises you can do at home to fix lower back pain. Okay, that's a lot more specific. That tells me everything I need to know to want to click on this. That's not an exciting title. I'm not going to post that on my wall as a quote, but it tells me everything I need to know, and then I want to click on it. Here are some real examples I just found in my inbox. 50 shows on Netflix you should watch right now. 10 things in your living room you should toss out right now. Are those thrilling? Nope, but they tell you what you need to know, and so you might click on it. So that's one category of headline where it's really just about being very clear and specific. Now, if you're pitching a personal essay or a story that's more of an investigative piece or has more to it than kind of these more simple lists or how-tos, then you want to cut to the most interesting thing. So sometimes I will see titles that are more of a broad overview or, again, a little general, and instead cut to the most interesting thing. One of my students pitched an article to Huffington Post, and she had a headline that was something like, uh, to get through my alcoholism, I turned to cigarettes, and it was the best thing I did. It was something along those lines. And how that came out in Huffington Post when they published it was, smoking saved my life, here's how. They cut to the most interesting thing. Smoking saved my life. That seems counterintuitive. That seems unusual. Here's how. Okay, yeah, I'm curious how cigarette smoking saved somebody's life. So cut to the most interesting thing when you have a story. You want to give enough information that people have an idea of what they're clicking on, but also have perhaps a little bit of mystery. So that's an example. Look at uh, Huffington Post personal. Uh, that's great to look at their headlines because their headlines tend to be very straightforward, but highlighting that most interesting thing to pull people in. Again here, specifics are your friend. If you're going to say, oh, an encounter with a large mammal helped me discover something about myself, say what that large mammal was. A manatee. That's an example of another Huffington Post <laughs> uh, article that a student wrote. But hearing manatee gives me such a different idea of what this story is, as opposed to large mammal, where I might think, oh, it's just an elephant at a circus, maybe, or maybe it's a cow. A manatee? Okay, I don't hear a lot of stories about people interacting with manatees. That's really interesting. Let me click and learn more. Another great thing to do is just look at headlines. It sounds dumb, but if you're pitching a publication, take you don't have to take long, take maybe five minutes. Look through their headlines, then write your headline in their style. It's not copying. They're not going to think, why are you ripping us off? I mean, don't pitch an exact story they just published, but it's not copying or cheating to do this. It's actually just capturing the voice of the publication, which will help your pitch immensely anyway. So go through and look at their headlines and write it in their style. If you want to do an extra exercise on this, I think it's actually pretty helpful to sometimes look 
at headlines, especially of high-performing articles, and then handwrite them out. Handwrite them out on paper, just a few, 10, 15 maybe, and then take your ideas or if you're brainstorming ideas, that works too, and then write them in that style. I find that copying it out by hand, it just helps me remember it in a different kind of way. And, you know, I'm literally embodying their style when I do that. And so then using their style for my own ideas tends to feel easier. Again, this isn't something you have to do by any means, but it can be kind of fun. One of the last things I'll say is don't be afraid to be bold. You are selling a story. You're not just describing something or saying, hey, maybe you want this, but if you don't, it's okay. You're saying, hey, here's the story. This is why it's interesting. You're not saying it as a jerk, but be bold. Say what makes the story interesting in the headline. And don't be afraid to even let your headlines get a little bit more to maybe the clickbait side of things. And then you can always take it back. So another exercise you can do is like, what's the most clickbaity version of the headline you could use? Write that out. Now, sometimes right there, you'll find this isn't actually clickbait. It's just a very enticing title and use that. Other times you'll go, yeah, this is total clickbait. I don't want it to have this title. But then kind of walking it back a little bit from there is really easy because I find a lot of writers that listen to this podcast or are my students, you know, you're nice people. You don't want to brag. You don't want to make too big of a deal of things a lot of the time. But your idea is a big deal no matter what it's about. It's something that people should read. So it's okay to put that confidence into your headline. Another recommendation you see is people will tell you to use a headline analyzer. A co-schedule has one of these that a lot of people use. You put in your headline, it gives it a score, and then it gives you suggestions on how to improve it. Now, for some people, I think this works really well. For me, I just hate it. I just hate it. I don't know what it is. There's just something really irritating about it to me Uh, because I just don't like putting in a headline and oh, there's not enough emotional words. You're using too many common words or not enough common words. It just feels so arbitrary to me. And I, I mean, I was never a rebellious student or anything, but it just really gets my ire up. I'm just like, who are you? This computer's going to tell me about my headline that I need to put in whatever random assortment of words you deem worthy, I had a real reaction to it. So my reaction is uh, silly. So please take that with a grain of salt. But I mention it just because not everybody works with those kinds of tools. You know, even if you're writing articles like Six Best Canned Wines of Summer, there is still a little bit of creative spark to it. And something about just having your headlines graded by an AI irritates me terribly. So I would check it out. It's free to use. And it might to- it does really work for some people. It might totally work for you just to help you get guidance and see, um, you know, what could be improved. But if you try that co-scheduler and you go, this isn't happening. It's totally okay. Just click out of the tab and never use it again. 
Instead, just go by looking at examples and kind of trying to match their tone. The funny thing is, having a good headline is super helpful. It's super helpful because it illustrates that you know what your story idea is really succinctly and you know what's interesting about it. So that's why it matters in a pitch. But almost always, your headline's going to get entirely changed when it's published. Almost 100% of the time, editors change your headlines. And that's just because they know the types of headlines that work for their publication. They know the SEO of it they need to hit. You know, they just have information we can't have as freelancers. So despite all this work, despite of all I've talked about, don't be sad if an editor changes your headline. That happens most of the time. But doing a little extra work on your headline can help it just stand out. And I think really the biggest thing to consider is just be bold and be specific. Don't be afraid for this to be a grabby headline, not just a summary of what you're going to write about, but something that draws you in. Courtney, thank you so much for that listener question. If you have other questions, let me know at amber at amberpetty.com. And while you're at it, why not leave a five-star review? Breaking news alert, I just hit the charts in Switzerland. Now, I want to be clear whenever I mention these charts so far, I'm in the educational how-to category of iTunes. So it's a smaller category. I I just want to be clear about that. But it excites me to be in the charts of anywhere and especially when it's other countries. So Switzerland, hello. Thank you so much. I think I was like number 15. Thank you. I'm so pleased uh, to have Swiss listeners. What a dream. So go ahead and rate and review the podcast. And that's it for today. I can't wait to see what you write.